Well, hello, everybody. Welcome to the Pastoral Thoughts Podcast. This is your host, Jack Young, and today I have with me in the office missionary to Germany, Brother Joel Behrman, and uh, it's been a blessing just getting to know him over the last week. He's been here at the church, and uh, his camper (laughs) has had some difficulties, so it's been uh, a stay. and Extended stay. Extended stay, and our church folks have been getting to know him and his family better. I know we're supposed to have a dinner tomorrow night at one of the church folks' house. And so it's been a blessing getting to know this dear mm-hmm. brother. And I'm excited about him and his ministry to Germany. And now he is, he's on deputation. And um, he's just getting started in his mission work. And he's not 22 years old out of no, Bible college. No, no. Four kids already and out of the house and... As far as graduated. And and so people are interested in your journey, and I really, really appreciate your statement of faith. I remember um, just in how God's worked in your life. Now, I remember my dad telling me when he went away to Bible college in the 70s, there was a bunch of older married couples mm. there that uh, changed paths, you know, midstream, midlife, and uh, just had a spirit of sacrifice, and they were going to go serve the Lord. And, um, and it, But that's you. Here in 2020, change yeah. in direction of your yeah. life. How yeah. did how did all this come about? Well, you know, it wasn't nothing that I really planned for. I mean, as far as uh, it's not like I had a, a midlife crisis or you know I've been running from the Lord and Lord finally got a hold of me. Um, the the whole call to Germany. I, I graduated Bible school in '95. Uh, right after that, the Lord opened up an opportunity for me to get in the elevator trade, uh, passenger elevators, high-rise elevators, uh, all that. Um, and that's that's the that's the door that I went through. And, and tried t- to be tell us tell us about the elevator trade because that is not something easy to get to into, and it's not something easy to learn. Yeah, it's it's um, it's a unique uh, unique trade. Uh, it's something that people are like, oh, we, they usually think grain elevators. Um, I usually to let people know that, you know, if you get stuck in the elevator, I'm the guy to get you out. Mm-hmm. And, uh, it was, it's, it's fun, uh, because most people don't get to see the behind the scenes. They just know that the door opens and hopefully it takes them to another level mm-hmm. and everything that we're working on is, is hid behind the scenes. So a lot of variation of work, um, to, to stay at a factory and just do kind of the same thing go to the same place. Uh, the Lord knew that that would be a difficult position for me to be in and, and uh, I get, you know, the, one of the things that I gleaned from the elevator trade um, uh, that I think is analogous to the mission field and, and working in the ministry is just uh, developing the people skills. Mm-hmm. Uh, I literally had uh, a job. Um, I came into the building. The manager of the building meets me at the door and says, you are not allowed into our property. He says, if you come into the building, I am going to call the cops. I mean, this is, he's guys, mm-hmm. this guy's irate, mm-hmm. irate, and uh you know, by the time I'm done, uh, he didn't call the cops. He didn't kick me out of the building, and I was able to have a meaningful conver- conversation uh-huh. with him, work through the problems, work through the issues. And uh, how many how many different. how many different buildings did you take care of with the elevators? Ooh, um, you know, a, a typical route would have been, you know, I would have had probably 200 elevators, 250 elevators on my route. So you had 200 to 250 uh, different bosses, so to speak. Different bosses, everybody trying to work a different angle. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, as um, corporate America is what it is, I learned a lot about corporate America. Um, um, a lot of... Checks in the mail, right? Yeah. <laughs> we'll pay you later for that. Yeah, it's it's interesting dy- dynamic. Um 
but you know, uh, as the trade progressed and as, as time went on, corporate America's gotten a lot more difficult, and um, uh, just basically, it's lying and cheating. And then they, but they don't like it when they do it. Somebody does it to them, right? Right. And uh, so there was a, it was kind of a tough mix at the end here. Um, you know, you're trying to take care of customers that you've had for years, and then you're trying to take care of them despite the company you work for. Yeah. And um, you know that that was that was the t- that was the most difficult dynamic is you know you have a desire to do right, you have a desire to take care of the customers you would want to be taken care of, and then you think, well, you know, just treat it as if it was your own business. And that's not the way corporate America works no. anymore. It's it's uh, we're, we're smoke and mirrors yes. type of mentality, and that that was that was the that was the difficult part. Sure, but as far as the people skills learning, um, uh, that that's been a great thing as far as a help for me as as far as uh, as an individual. I was very much uh, recluse, maybe in, in in high school growing up. I didn't I didn't clamor to be in the in the, the spotlight, and so on. I I still don't, but it's caused me to learn those communication skills and then even the troubleshooting side of things, how you, how you approach things. Yeah. And so this whole time you're, you're, you're doing this, uh, since 1995, you're doing this, um, blue collar work, it's mechanical work, good job. And, uh, you're involved in church. Mm -hmm. Yeah. What's church life like? Uh, just, uh, we, uh, after, after I graduated, the Lord opened up the door to go up to Minneapolis, St. Paul, um, working with uh, pastor Kyle Stevens, a local church there um, was up there for five years. Had an opportunity to to move with my job position to uh, Southeast Minnesota. Um, you know, for people people that uh, grow up in certain areas where they uh, you know here in New York where we're at, mm-hmm. this is very unusual for us. Uh, same thing that we experienced in Ohio. There's a plethora of churches. Huh. Uh, you get into the Midwest, uh, Upper Midwest, uh, Minnesota. Iowa, um, Wisconsin, and that there's not much for Bible believers. It's a lot works. more sparse. Oh yeah, and yeah. there's there's I mean there's and, there's and, more now, but and then this part of New York ago, is known as the Bible Belt of the, the <laughs> Northeast, yeah. and so I mean it's not nothing like the South, obviously. Yeah, but there is a bunch of uh, Bible believing uh, churches up here. Yeah, yeah. and so um, we we moved down to Southeast Minnesota with the the hopes of seeing what the Lord had in store as far as starting to work down there. Um, over time, uh, another gentleman and I, we had a, a smaller work going. And, but during that time, the Lord started dealing with me um, about something further as far as uh, missions. I didn't feel led that the Lord wanted me to pastor at mm-hmm. that time. And um, so just remain faithful what the Lord put before us yeah. and um, just waiting. So you guys are working it. in church and uh, just being faithful in service to church and being mm-hmm. involved in the ministries there. Small and, work. And, yep. and then uh, you're being a big, huge blessing in the uh, music department. Yeah. I mean, as far they, as our, our, our church, when I say small church, we were literally a small church, uh, basically two families um, meeting in a, uh, the downstairs of a uh, uh, city, city hall. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, just trying to trying to be faithful and trying to do stuff there, working with you know our kids and the other kids, um, and and just trying to labor for the Lord where he, where He had us. And, and you had a, you had a friend or something that was a missionary in Germany, and you started helping him out on your vacation. Is that how yeah, that worked? yeah? As far as the particular call to Germany, um, like I say before before that work had started off, uh, I, I felt like the Lord was. Um, you know, I thought there's a different direction. You know, one of the things that 
back up a little bit. One of the things that, uh, if I could go back in time, you know, you always think about if I could go back in time and tell myself mm-hmm. this, yeah. and give myself advice. You go back, you're 20, 25 <laughs> or 30 years yeah. old. What, what advice would you tell yourself? Um, watch out for your own personal ambition as far as mm-hmm. it doesn't have to be bad. The, the devil doesn't have to make you uh, uh, bad to get you out of the walk and out of right. the race. Uh, he can just make you busy. Sure. And um, busy with good things. Yeah, you know, right. your desires to... Uh, to take on a family, the responsibilities of raising your children and so on and so forth and providing for them. And the next thing you know, you can get off kilter and it's like, wait a second, how did I get over here? Well, it, was, it, it happened because of good desires and good am- ambitions, but you have to watch out for those ambitions yeah. that, um, you know, that can get you sidetracked. And, but I was, I, I, you know, I'd already uh, gone through my schooling at, at, on the job. I've attained to the level where people want to be and had the, the, the position and uh, so on and so forth. And, and I, I never made a career. That was not my mentality. Uh, just wanted to do with what do right with what the Lord gave me. And so, uh, the Lord was already dealing with me about, you know, a different direction. I just uh, trying to flesh that out and go through that. And, um, so I had an opportunity. We just, uh, we were, we were down actually where our sending church is now in Joplin, Missouri, I uh, had an opportunity to talk to a pastor um, that known years before and just a chance to reacquaint and, and speak with him. And I just put some things out in front of him as far as trying to glean some information about, you know, what do you, what do you, you know, how do you, how do you think I should handle this situation? And, and um, he, him knowing that my desires, if I could, if I could just wish something would be mi- missions. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's intrigued me since I've been in Bible school. Yeah. And uh, his advice to me, he's like, well, you know, if, if, if you think that missions is something that the Lord's leading you down and maybe giving you some direction that way, he says, my advice to guys is, is just take some of your vacation time Amen. and go help missionary. Yeah. And at that point, uh, it's not that I was uh, ever uh, afraid or anything of going overseas or anything like that. I just never really had a, an opportunity or really a desire to make that next step. And so that was just a simple conversation that was put before me. And then, uh, within just a few months, um, uh, well, this was, this was like in the fall when you're up in Minnesota, you know, where it's like here, the snow, uh-huh. uh, Hey, the opportunity to walk outside with just your shoes on and yeah. then there's no mess and stuff. So it, there's a spring cleaning going on. And, um, uh, my wife and I were cleaning out the garage. It was springtime and, and just enjoying the day. And I could take vacations when I wanted to. Yes. And so I didn't have to schedule something way ahead. And I was just talking to my wife, just casual conversation and said, Hey, you know, what do you, what are you kind of thinking about, you know, vacations this year? And, and what about the possibility of going somewhere and mm-hmm. taking that advice that, that was given to me? And, uh, this is like on a, on a Monday, something like that. And, uh, I, made the comment i said just if we knew who we were supposed to go yeah we knew other missionaries and supported other missionaries but it was just a matter of you know who who would the lord want us to help and i hadn't i never had germany on my mind Uh, actually when i was in bible school towards the end of bible school i came really close to going to thailand working with tommy tillman uh, with the lepers over there okay and uh, the lord answered literally uh, right at the end of a seven-day fast and so on and so forth. So that was a good experience. But yeah. So I was going through this situation. We had this conversation. If we just knew who we would go and visit. Wednesday now. This is on a Monday. Okay. Wednesday, my wife goes and gets the mail. She's coming down the driveway, and I get a letter in the mail from a missionary that I've never had correspondence with before. Never never had gotten a, a prayer letter from him or nothing. We met him, actually, at the, our sending church. 
um, uh, Brother Mark Lawrence, missionary to Germany. Uh-huh. And um, so this was a new new prayer letter, never received it before, and uh, opened it up, reading along, typical prayer letter. And then on the bottom of the prayer letter, he handwrites on the bottom there, hey, brother, how would you like to spend a working vacation here in Germany? <laughs> and so, you know, when stuff is like that so plain in front of you, it's like, I guess we're going to Germany. And and that was kind of the genesis of the Lord directing me towards Germany. Otherwise, um, you know, um, the, were, the, the, were, the scope was wide open. You were willing, and you yeah. just wanted the Lord to, to show yeah. you the direction, and Germany was it. Yep. And you did this vacation work over there six times, right? Uh, I've been over there seven times working. Seven times yeah. on vacation. Yeah. Our daughter's been over six, our oldest one. What, what, do, you th- what do you think the advantage is for just... Um, just a, a layman in a church who loves the Lord, who wants to, like, maybe he's a, a builder or he can mm-hmm. knock doors or he can just uh, be an encouragement to a missionary. What um, what encouragement would you give to him or her to, to take a vacation abroad yeah, somewhere? Uh, absolutely. I mean, when I, it's one of the joys I have as a missionary on deputation is trying to, um, trying to open up uh, two individuals that there is, a lot of times we think of, we think of missions as okay. We're here at a church, mm-hmm. and we have our mission, uh, you know, display. We have our missionaries that we support. The missionaries come through, and then we think the next step is I have to be that missionary with a display. It's either that <laughs> or nothing. Yeah, all or all, and yeah. it's it's here or there. And uh, I I try to open up uh, and and uh, enlighten people to the fact that uh, there's middle ground there. Absolutely, great middle ground. And one of the things, whether the Lord would have ever called me. Uh, from that situation, um, it definitely uh, instilled some things in me that, wait a second, you know, um, you see the bigger picture, two missions. Mm-hmm. Uh, you see uh, the responsibility that the local church has and how much the missionary is dependent upon the local church. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then it also instills in you that I'm a missionary. right? And when I'm back to where I'm supposed to be, this is what I'm supposed to be doing too. Yes. You know, we're all missionaries in that sense. Yeah. So uh, I, and, I really encourage missions, people. Tr- missions trip changes your life because it changes your perspective on the world. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's, and I, I've never known someone to go on a missions trip that hadn't come back and just said, boy, that changed yeah. me. The realization that within just really, literally just a few hours, I can be on the other side of this planet, that really hit me. The, that it's like, we have a responsibility. It's mm-hmm. not as far as it really seems. Right. And, um, and the, that's the universality of the gospel, like you go to a place where people, you don't speak the language, you don't eat, uh, eat the same food, and you have a different culture. But when it comes down to the gospel, you are connected to mm-hmm. these people that you've never met before. Mm-hmm. They look different than you, act, talk, and um, it's f- powerful. And, and you feel that bond mm-hmm. where when you're stateside, you might not feel it as much because it's not as pronounced. Yeah, yeah. One of the first trips that we took, um, we had the opportunity to sit down in a small kitchen, and we had the uh, brother Mark, his wife, there, and then there were some uh, Russians that were Baptist Russians. And obviously, we couldn't speak German, or we couldn't speak Russian. They spoke a little German. We didn't have a whole lot of communication, uh-huh. but we were able to sing. Ah. And that was a really neat experience, that yeah. you realize that the gospel is universal. It's yeah. not an American yeah. situation. It's, yeah. it's, it's, it's universal. It, it works worldwide. And, 
And uh, you see our responsibility that the Lord set us up as a nation to advance the gospel, to get the truth out to this world. And, and, um, and your, your uh, heavenly citizenship is, you know, is more pronounced as well. Mm. When you go to someone from another country and culture, you think, no, you know, my number one citizenship is in heaven, and so mm. is theirs. You're singing songs of Zion. They're opening up a book yeah. and reading out of the, you know, different language, but the same book that you and I base our faith mm. on. And there's a powerful connection there. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, that's great that you get to travel and encourage um, families and, and men like it's, yourself to just, to, to, hey, take your vacation and yeah. go. Be a my, blessing to a missionary. Yeah, my caution to that, uh, with everything, there's a downside you have to watch out for. Um, I've, I've talked to some other veteran missionaries, been on the field for almost 40 years now. Um, you know, they, they I don't want to say it in a bad way, but uh, you can send your youth group, you can send your church missions over and be nothing but a hindrance to that missionary. Sure. Uh, it's a weight, it's a drag. Uh, you, uh, you send kids over that don't have a desire. Um, uh, it's it's hindering the missionary, and to the point where some of the missionaries are like, you can just keep your groups. Yeah. You know, but on the flip side is, is if uh, don't, you know, we always would send money ahead uh, to help prepare for any cost. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, especially if you're in an area, it's harder to exchange money and so on and so forth. You know, think ahead, you know, how yeah. you'd want to be treated, go there to be a blessing, go there to be a help, not a, not a drain on the system, not a drain sure. on them. You want to encourage them. And then especially, you know, Germany's not that different as far as, uh, America. I mean, there's, we have, you know, the technology and so on and so forth. Um, it's not as distant as you would in some of the the other uh, um, mission fields that are out there, mm-hmm. but uh, some of these uh, missionaries they just need some encouragement, sure. you know, and somebody there to pick them up if you can clean yeah. clean yeah. Uh, places. I just had an opportunity to uh, last uh, June. The Lord put things together in my schedule. I didn't know what He was doing, but I didn't want to force it. Then it came to pass that I had an opportunity to go to Addis Ababa, Ethiopia, for two weeks, working with uh, a couple of the missionaries over there. And uh, that was a real blessing for me personally, mm-hmm. uh, seeing another mission field, um, but understanding that, uh, you know, again, you get to see the universal aspect of missions and uh, it, it, uh, there's, there's, there's doors to go. Yes. And, and whether you can speak the language, I don't know any Amharic other than Sitota. Sitota uh-huh. is gift, okay. you know, and um, you can get into some places where, where you don't have to speak the language, you don't have to have the answers, mm-hmm. but you can pass out tracks and, and, and evangelize that way. Um, that, that's a huge, huge, huge help. Yes. And then when we were there, we're trying to help out with the missionary, getting things set up in the building, making things more, they're raising small young children there. Mm-hmm. Uh, actually, a few weeks after we had left, uh, one of the corners that we were working on, they had like 60-some people get shot. Uh, the civil unrest, things have fallen apart in Ethiopia, and then hmm. you know now it's with the they're, they're, it's 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 some tough tough situations. Yeah. But uh, you can go there and be a blessing. Yeah, and the same thing and, in Germany. And, we yeah, can, the, the world is open. The world is open to you. All these different missionaries, all these different yeah. continents, and if you're going to go there to be a blessing and serve, uh, there's pl- there's there's room for servants in yeah. every single church yeah. in the world. There's always a, a sh- the, the harvest truly is plenty, as the laborers mm-hmm. are few, uh, and then that is the the best way 
to immerse yourself in a culture. If you go to a country as a tourist, you are secluded from mm-hmm. the rest of the population. But when you go to visit a missionary, you are immersed in culture and you are immersed in the population. And um, you really you get something special that you never would have mm. if you went just as a tourist. And going to Ethiopia was a help to me personally um, that you got to see that every field is not the same. And the same thing we experience here in the United States. You try to set up a church in the north, especially uh, upper Midwest where there's you know heavily Catholic mm-hmm. and Lutheranism and, and whatnot, as compared to setting something down south. There's different cultures and different ways right. to approach things. And uh, I, I kind of almost found myself somewhat envious of the missionaries in Ethiopia that I could we could hand out a, you know, a whole stack of tracks. People and, are begging you uh, for them. Well, I mean, they'll take it, they'll read it, yeah. and you can. I mean, everybody's on the street. That's their mentality. There's sure. so many people on the street and loitering around. They don't, you know, there's not that many jobs. Yeah, and so you can get a lot of tracks out. Sure. And you try to do that in Germany, and it's a different mentality, but it's a different field. When, when we went through the uh, Ukraine, I, I was uh, I was 14 years old, and it's just a it's uh, it's the breadbasket. It was the breadbasket for the Soviet Union. It's just uh, it was amazing. Forty million Ukrainians starved to death underneath mm. Stalin. But uh, we'd be driving from one city to another city, and one town to another town, and you'd see um, these these peasant farmers out walk along the side of the road, and you see oh, there's three of them stick three tracks out the window when you're driving by mm. and they flutter and then they, they go running and scrambling to go get the tracks right. off the ground. Yeah. So the yep. di- yeah, different um, mission fields are different. And I think everyone has its pros and also has its cons. I mean, there's, there's ups and downs to every single mission, mission yeah. field there's challenges. So somehow, some way you got called to Germany. How did that come about? Yeah, it wasn't, um, it's not something that it's when when you start talking about a call. I've I struggled with that when I was in school. Uh-huh. Uh, I came down to Bible school. I was green as green as can be as far as I grew up. Uh, I was I was saved when I was twelve. I grew up in a Baptist church, but as far as you know, heavier doctrine and, and dispensations and stuff like that, I didn't know what a dispensation was really. That's not a bad thing. Yeah, and so <laughs> um, uh, I had so much to learn, and then uh, never being around that culture especially the south yeah and um i'd hear people talk about being called are you called to preach and i was like well i don't know i guess if i'm in a pulpit i guess yeah yeah. (laughs) i I didn't quite understand all that yeah i looked up in the sky one night and (laughs) written across the sky i said go to webster new york right right here i am yeah yeah i'm sure (laughs) (laughs) yeah and, and so when i the whole the whole uh premise of going to the genesis of going to germany was seeking the Lord's direction mm-hmm. as far as what would you have me to do. Mm-hmm. And so I'm thinking, well, okay, the Lord's going to make this plain. Yeah. And um, I went over the first time, and um, all, majority, almost all of our work over there was working on a building. Mm-hmm. It's all about construction. Uh, we were trying to get stuff done. But I'm also in the background going, okay, Lord, you know, show me what you, show me what you want me to do yeah. uh, outside of this parameter. And really, the first time I'm like, "Where's that? You know, writing in the sky." Yeah. And I came back the first time, and I was like, "I didn't understand." And we end up going back. We we went over uh, initially. I think it was in July, and then we went and turned right around and took another two weeks in uh, September 
and went back to Germany to get this main project done. And I um, just kept on waiting and to the point where I was like, maybe this isn't it. Maybe I've, I've, I'm, I've crossed up <laughs> wires here. Something, uh-huh. so I'm getting a false uh-huh. signal here. And um, so, but I continued and this, you know, the Lord's patient. That's what he's taught me. And he's working on the individual. The Lord gets glory from you and I going through and doing what he puts before us. It doesn't yes. have to make sense to yeah. anybody else. Yeah. And that's, you know, part of the problem we can do is we can start judging people about, well, what's the Lord's not doing it. You don't, you don't know. You mm-hmm. don't know what the Lord's doing. Mm-hmm. And um, to the point where I felt very uncomfortable that Lord, this doesn't even make sense to me. I don't like the way this looks, you know, but the Lord's Lord's in control. So yeah. I just tried to stay faithful and we continued to take uh, our vacations uh, to go over there. And I thought, well, maybe the Lord's not behind it. But as the years went by, it was something I could not drop. Yeah. It just, it wouldn't leave me alone. And it's uh, with the pressures at work and uh, the turmoil was going on there and the changes there and, but it's just something I couldn't, I, yeah. I, I couldn't drop. Uh, you're up in the do, middle of the night do, thinking. Do you, do you think that, um, and I, I think there's scriptural principle here, but you, you fall in love with what you serve. And, uh, you know, Amy Carmichael, mm-hmm. a missionary to India, she said you can uh, give without loving, but you cannot love without giving. Uh, but you could, you could substitute that. Um, you can serve without loving, but you cannot love without serving. Mm-hmm. You know, um, you it's like you minister to somebody and you do it out of, um, you know, it's the right thing to do. But then after a while, I mean, you sense the love of Christ and this is what, this is the people that I'm supposed to serve. Yeah. Uh, probably the biggest thing as far as if I can give any help, because, you know, when you're in that situation, um, I'm, I'm older now. Um, I'm uh, hopefully going to use wisdom and understanding. Right. I'm not trying to, I wasn't trying to champion myself into the ministry. Mm-hmm. I'm more of a behind-the-scenes type of guy. Mm-hmm. And that's what, to a certain extent, I've almost kind of resisted to step further into the ministry because I like to help. I like yeah. to be that guy to help support. you got to yeah. have those people. Absolutely. And uh, so that's why I thought my niche was as far as the ministry was concerned. And going through it, I was willing to go through it, but I didn't understand what the Lord was doing fully, but I just wanted to stay patient, and I wanted him to make the move and not me make the move and then find out later on it was me perpetuating sure. it and it wasn't the lord and uh one of the one of the side notes to that whole situation of being called um i mean i'm wrestling with it mm-hmm. it's mm-hmm. it's me myself and i and the lord i mean it's i can't i wasn't able to go anywhere else to find help uh, to a certain extent and um it's something yeah, that i had to yeah, deal yeah, with that's good and so uh the lord allowed me to meet a pastor that's a pastor in northwest arkansas i bump into him in a youth camp out in north carolina we live in minnesota this guy just so happens to have been a missionary to germany and i'm like well praise the lord the lord's putting something together here you know i'm going to get something yeah and i'm i'm talking to this gentleman and i'm trying to glean information and really i kind of felt like He's kind of dissing me, you know. That's the, you know. I mean, as far as I'm not getting what I thought I so would he, get. You thought he said, "Brother, oh yeah, yeah you God got his call to Germany. You need to go. The harvest is there." Right, right. Uh, but he said, Are "You sure?" You? Yeah, you kind of got that sense. And so I kind of, yeah. uh, you know, we we went from that and left that, and I'm like, I kind of felt kind of empty from that conversation. And <laughs> uh-huh. we go back to Minnesota. Oh, sometime later, we just happened to be in Pensacola, and uh, I walk into the bookstore in Pensacola. Guess who's there? 
this same pastor from Arkansas, now I meet in Pensacola, Florida. And I'm like, this has to be again. You uh-huh. know, you're looking for anything because when you're trying to find out the will yeah. of God in your life, you're yeah. you you're looking at anywhere because the Lord works in mysterious ways and, yeah. and 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 whatnot. So I started talking to him again, and kind of the same response, like, yeah, okay, you know, and mm-hmm. and to the point you just really felt like, but well, he's just kind of really doesn't care, you know, and yeah. that guy's been the biggest blessing to huh. have a pastor that has a great amount of knowledge and understanding and wisdom that he could have imparted to me. Yeah. But he chose not to be the calling in my life. Yeah. And he knew when to be quiet. Sure. And let the Lord work. Because when the Lord does give an answer, the Lord eventually, the Lord well, works in, if, works if, in if, I, if I can talk you into it, somebody else can talk you out of it yeah. type thing. And it's got to um, be the Lord because mm-hmm. when times get tough, I know it's not him yeah. that gave me the answer. It's the Lord that showed me that and this for is what the he wants me to do. folks that are listening... Um, a lot of times we think a calling is a place or a country, um, but God calls you to himself. You know, come follow me and I'll make you to become fishers of men. And as you're following the Lord, he might lead you over mm. to Germany. He might lead you some other place. But um, yeah, sometimes the calling thing is there's too big of an emphasis on a place or a thing. No, yeah. the calling is to Christ and just get close as you can to Christ, and he, trust me, he's not going to hide the location yeah. from you. And it, but for me, you know, this was years, you know, years yeah. of struggle, and and uh, um, the I'm I'm thankful that that I didn't try to push out. I had opportunities in the flesh yep. to make a change in my job. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, people are like, "Why are you still sticking around with this company?" I could have moved in different areas. Mm-hmm. Uh, had had all those, I could have manufactured something in the flesh, and not only for myself but for my family and for my wife. Mm-hmm. I wanted the Lord to move me out of that position. And one of the things I was when I was going through this, I was I was talking to Brother Mark Lawrence, the missionary that I was been working with. I asked him because he he went through the same thing as far as as, a, as an older gentleman in a career. And the Lord pulls okay. him out and moves him into the to to go to Germany, pick up his family, same thing. And I said, "Well, brother, I said, what what did the Lord do in your life?" And he says, "Well, one of the things is he says I lost my job. No, I not not hauled, you know, not not out of pride, and uh, I, I laughed because mm-hmm. I just being serious because yeah. I said, brother, I said, for me to lose my job, I'd have to do something very wrong. <laughs> okay, and um, the reality is is Things changed within two years, but I had to stay in it. Yeah, I had to stay in that pressure cooker, uh-huh. and then the Lord eventually moved me out of that job, yeah. and and um, that that the made Lord, a world of difference. Yeah, the just Lord being stirred, the stirred your nest. Yeah, and you know, and ultimately, uh, you've been serving. You know, you've been you were saving your twelve, uh, and so the Lord's been using you all along. It's not like He's gonna start using yeah. you once you get to Germany, right? Right. And and so it's not like um, all of a sudden you went to from one Christianity one hundred and one to Christianity, uh, you know, right? The four hundred. I didn't class. all of a sudden have this epiphany, and then and then, this yeah, and then, then now you got you know now you're a missionary, <laughs> now you have a Superman cape on, and um, no, I mean God's been using you this whole time, and so it's not something. Yeah, you not know. not the. I mean, God used in one place, and now He's moving you to another place, yeah. and so we shouldn't be shocked about that. That uh, you know, that right in the middle of your life, that God's moving you to Germany. It's yeah, yep. just just a, that's the way it works in Christian circles. And then the Lord was faithful. I mean, it's just uh, I, I talk about a lot of times any other day, 
when you, you go through my testimony, the Lord steps in to any other day. There's nothing that says, oh, today's going to be a day the Lord's going to speak to me or no. the Lord's going to show me something no. that's going to change my life forever. Mm-hmm. It's not that. It's just going to happen when you least expect it. And, and for me, you know, trying to find um, confirmation from the Scriptures, uh, when you're reading your Bible, now you say, I, didn't, I wasn't running from wanting to go to in, a foreign field. In, yeah. I just wanted an answer. So when you're reading it, it's like, Lord, is this, is this, is this, is this, is this the passage that you're we using? We start projecting <laughs> ourselves into Scripture, and, t- and yeah. we end up taking stuff out of context. And, yeah, yeah I, you know, you hear that from people. I was reading my Bible, and, yep. you know, they read a phrase, um, something like, you know. This says, would be a good one, Lord. And says, you're like, no, yeah. this is it. And then, But it, the Lord was faithful that mm-hmm. any other day— um, but one of the one of the neat things that that I got to experience is just seeing how the Lord works through Scripture and speaks to you personally. Um, my wife was gone uh, with the kids. Uh, I was by myself. I had to go up to the office the next day, and I really, I honestly felt that okay, Lord, um, I need to step out of this job. Okay, I've been under it long enough. I was pretty certain that this is what the Lord wanted me to do, and I was going to take that step mm-hmm. and and turn. Turn my turn turn aside from my job. I was going to go to the work the next day. Go to the office. I wasn't. I'd only go there once a month because I worked remotely. And I was going to tell them, "Hey, you know, I'm I'm putting in my two weeks notice." Yeah. And um, uh, I talked to my wife, and she's like, "Really? You're going to do this? You know, this is over the mm-hmm, phone, and mm-hmm. I'm by myself." And and so I said, "I think this is what the Lord wants me to do." And um, so I get off the phone. I have my Bible on the edge of the bed, and um, um, open up my Bible, start reading Proverbs on my knees there. Mm-hmm. I get down to verse 7, chapter 16. When a man's ways please the Lord, he maketh even his enemies to be at peace with him. Yeah. Well, if I would have quit then at that time, it would have been a turmoil. And I'm like, not no, time. Lord. Yeah. He says, no, you're not doing it tomorrow. And I was like, <laughs> you know. But then it was a few months after, you know, and the Lord, uh, I got dismissed from the office. Uh, yeah. Structure change, corporate, yeah. corporate America, if we want to – Pinch the penny. Corporate says we need more from the branch office. The branch office says the only thing we can cut now is labor. We'll do more with less, and that's what they were doing. I was the farthest yeah. one away, and yeah. So the you know just seeing the Lord work and Amen. move and respond and and um, seeing that personal interaction Amen. is great. Hey, so once you get to Germany, what's the plan? Uh, the plan is to uh, work under uh, Brother Lawrence um, with the ministry he has there and uh, learn language. You know, get get you immersed. Go, are you in, going to language school? Uh, I will be working. There's actually a gentleman that is in the church that uh, he actually teaches German okay. for the American military over there, um, mm-hmm. doing what we can do now. Um, uh, one of the things I have to watch out for: understanding your own your own vices, understanding mm-hmm. where you might uh, have a problem as far as entanglements that could hold you back is uh, paralysis by over analysis. Okay. Oh, I got to study this out. Yeah. Until I really feel like I got a grasp of it. Yeah. And, and the, the whole language thing is, is you just got to go do it. Yeah. You know, just put, you put the hours in. Having unrealistic expectations. Are Are you doing anything now? Any? Um, yeah. I, I mean, I've 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 dabbled with some things. Uh, once we get you know finished up with trying to set up an itinerary and stuff, I really want to work on focusing on on some of that. Part of so the you deal. Tell is, me, tell me, Rosetta Stone doesn't work. I'm not a big fan of it. Um, there's some interesting stuff out there. Um, I'm always gleaning information as far as learning a language. Uh, one thing I came across is, is you never learn your first native language. You acquire it. 
Right. The idea of now we are smart and intelligent, we're going to go out and learn this mm-hmm. language. It doesn't work that way. You got yeah. to acquire it, and to acquire a language takes time, and yeah. it really takes you to be immersed. You hear in the that story, stories about the missionaries that they're in language school, and then they drop their kids off in the <laughs> nursery to go into their class, and then they come back to the nursery, and the, the you know their their two year old knows more <laughs> <laughs> on the national tongue than they right, do. Yeah, right, exactly. So uh, I, we've got some things in place that we want to continue to work on and, and develop, basically develop our vocabulary. And then when we get over there and get immersed, that'll seem uh, a lot easier. And then we can start putting sentences and together. The, and the missionary that you're working under, he's got the German language down? He's from Dothan, Alabama. No offense to those in Dothan, <laughs> Alabama. <laughs> they, they don't even speak English and, uh, way down there. <laughs> <laughs> Some all. No, it's, uh, uh, I, from what I understand... Um, I've talked to quite a few. I've talked to some guys that have a really good grasp of languages. Um, mm-hmm. You're always going to be, you're always going to be known to be a foreigner. Sure. And um, uh, uh, it's an ever learning. I think uh, Brother Pruitt was talking about that. Just constantly, he's not he's not fluent in the language, and you're never going to master the language. And you, like you say, he was talking about on the podcast uh, previous that you're going to make mistakes. And yeah. that's just part of the learning process. Yes. And so that's that's tough when you're, you know, as, a, as far as, you know, you're used to doing a profession. I had to yeah. I had to do my job right or yeah. people would get killed. Yeah. yeah. Um, we have to learn to make mistakes. And yes. that's part of the learning yeah. process. You've got to put yourself out there and do yeah. it. And um, I think, you know, as he was saying, that it demonstrates love for the people when they see that you're trying to, surmount this huge hurdle obstacle mm-hmm. of language and so you're stumbling and bumbling along but they're saying hey this guy this this dumb yankee <laughs> american is trying to right. reach us and learning yeah. our tongue yep so yeah so that's just a demonstration to them that hey you mean business you are trying to um, yeah. be a blessing to their yeah. culture and to the gospel what i've been told some of the other missionaries have informed me that some missionaries make a mistake that i've learned enough and then they stop, and they don't continue to grow in their language studies and their grammar and so on and so forth. Yeah. And um, it's just a, it's just something that's going to be a continual, continual learning curve. And yeah, so you, you, I mean, obviously, um, the Lord leads day by day and step by step. He does a lot of times don't lead year by year, but um, you have some sort of a long term plan. When you, yeah, I mean, I, I'm, I'm hoping. I don't have a problem with missionaries saying, hey, the Lord's called me to this particular city of this country. Mm-hmm. I've not experienced that. I don't sure. want to, I'm not here to put the cart before the horse. I'm not right. a person that I don't like to, um, when I was in football, my coach, uh, I was running back, linebacker, all that. And uh, the coach is like, are you ready for the game? I'm like, yeah. You know, yeah. The other guys are beating their heads against each other. I'm just out there standing ready to, you know. Yeah. When you hand me the ball, I'll be ready to. Mm-hmm. You know, so I don't. Uh, I don't. I don't like to put myself forward or make. A, so you get a couple. A of, you got a couple years, right? You yeah, get a couple years to learn the language, and then also see what the Lord moves once we're there under a veteran missionary, yeah. and then um, the dream is to to be pastor of your own church or start yeah. a church or start a church and and Lord willing, uh, be able to turn something over to a national. That's yeah. that's all the Lord's timing and. His his way, I you know, I uh, talked to a veteran missionary. Um, you know, he was he was big on um, he was big on talking about starting indigenous works and turning them over to a national pastor. And well, he's in Costa Rica, yes, yeah, and um, 
he's got 38 years of experience. The other pastor that at the missions conference, he's got 40 years in the ministry. Yeah. I've got almost collectively 80 years in front of me. And I, I sat <laughs> down with him and I'm like, guys, I don't, I, I'm, I'm asking this because to, to learn, okay. not to, not to be difficult or nothing. Yeah. I'm honestly wanting to glean something from you. You're talking about starting indigenous work and turning it over. And I, I believe that. And sure. that's what my plans are. But I said, do you know anybody that's done that in Western Europe? Sure. And rather quickly, they were like, no, no. no. Um, do you know anyone that's done that in America? Well, I've, I've, you know, I've thought about that as far as, <laughs> um, you know. And so there's a few. They could say, well, we had this preacher boy and we, you know, but, it, you know, it, it didn't happen overnight. Yeah, you can't it, manufacture it something that's I not there. I've never heard anyone stateside, whether in the Bible Belt or wherever, it said, uh, yeah, pastor worked for three years and I trained a young man mm -hmm. who I led to the Lord and he's now the pastor. No. Yeah. Um, so you go to Europe, it's more secular than the United States. Is that correct? Oh, Yeah. And yeah. um, the people would say, why are you going to Germany? That's a very hard field. Yeah. Did you ever get that? Yeah, yeah. One, one, of the, uh, one of the churches we visited, the pastor, before he introduced me, said that, uh, now pray for this, brother. He's, uh, he's going to Germany where missionaries go to die. <laughs> and, you know, and, then, and then I'm glad you brought up the whole uh -huh. deal about giving me an opportunity to talk about my calling. It's not something that I, I didn't even have, it, even though my nationality, my, my, my ancestry is 100% German. Um, that's not but, what but I. But Germans it, it integrate never, the United States. So you don't really think of yourself as German. Yeah, although you have yeah. German roots. But yeah. I mean, I, I mean, I, you know, prior to I knew what my heritage was and uh -huh. ancestry. But as far as I could see myself, actually, much more in a situation to where it's like a third world country, right? Uh, that type. But you know, the Lord does stuff. He wants to put you in places many times where you don't have no confidence in the flesh. Sure, <laughs> you know? absolutely. Yeah, he he gets glory by doing things through people that don't have that ability and that mm -hmm. they are willing to do it and trust him. To, yeah. And, and to God, God writes your life story. You don't, <laughs> you know, ultimately it's, yes. it's hit. Yeah. 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 That's, that's funny. I was, I was telling uh, my brother here that I was up when I, my pastor in Fort drum, a lot of the soldiers up there had war brides from different countries. And mm -hmm. one of the big countries that they brought girls back from was Germany. They had a lot of German brides up there. Mm -hmm. And so a, a girl was, um, um, just scanning my groceries, checking out my groceries in Walmart. And I could tell she had an accent. I thought she was from Germany, but I didn't want to say, are you from mm. Germany? It'd be wrong. Cause then she'd be offended <laughs> if she wasn't. Um, I says, where are you from? She said, well, I'm from Germany uh, with a thick German accent. I said, well, my grandmother was German. And then she looked at me and she said, everybody's grandmother's <laughs> German. <laughs> so she probably hears it 20 times a day oh, sure. about I'm their sure. German grandmother. But yeah, there's a lot of German Americans over here. Yeah. And um, yeah, so going back, going back to um, a country that's secular, it's going to be a challenge, but there's a lot of immigrants in Germany. Mm -hmm. there? Yeah. And, and a lot of these churches, they're able to reach these immigrant populations that are moving in. And I think anywhere you have fluctuation of population, there is an opening yeah. Um for the gospel because they don't they're not ingrained in the culture of the land and so they're open to new things it's so one of the things that i i think the lord was showing me by giving me the opportunity to go to ethiopia is uh, germany has already a large muslim population yes. even before the whole deal with angela merkel yeah uh, after world war ii they had a lot of rebuilding that needed to take place they brought in turkish immigrants mm -hmm. to help rebuild as cheap labor and they mm -hmm. kind of thought they were going to head back when the work was done and that's not the case and so uh, i just looked at it as an opportunity that you know we can get the gospel to some people that uh, <laughs> would have had a harder time 
being exposed to it in their their national uh, country, their Absolutely. native country. Absolutely, you hear so. about a bunch of Iranians getting saved, mm-hmm. and uh, we have a missionary to Greece, and you know he. You know, he reaches a bunch of Iranians yeah. and people from the Middle East that are Moroccan and everything else moving through uh, that nation. And so Germany's that way. Then also there's a bunch of Americans in Germany. Yep, that's another ministry that uh, uh, the missionary that I've been working with, his intentions was to work strictly with the nationals. Uh, there's a lot of American military works over there, and mm-hmm. praise the Lord for them. Mm-hmm. But he was wanting to focus on the nationals, and that's what I believe the Lord wants me to do. But that being said... Where you're at there, uh, there is a tremendous amount of American military, and uh, it's another ministry, uh, just as we would in the States have a prison ministry or something. That's not something that's going to be adding to your work as far as it's 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 not going to help build the work because the people are moving so rotating, much. Rotating, uh-huh. Rotating through. And, but it's an opportunity. There's fruit there because yeah. they you come know, back I, to the States. When I was a military and, church, I, I don't always remind the locals, was, we were few and far between. The, the town that I was in is 1,500 people. So it was a small town. It was right next to the military base. And so, I mean, it's all predominantly military. And guys would come through and give me advice, say, you need to really reach the local populations. Trust me, brother, I'm trying. <laughs> <laughs> They're few and far between. Yeah, yeah. And what we do have is military. But I tell our locals, say, listen, this is like the book of Acts in reverse. Mm-hmm. Because instead of us, like Paul and Barnabas or something, going and staying two years at all yeah. these different towns, everyone else is traveling to us. And they're, they're the ones staying for two years. Yep. And we get to influence them and then send them out. Brother Mark had a gentleman that got saved from the American military over there. Um, bomb holders, the main, main base there where we're nearby. And um, he got saved, um, Was had enough time there to be discipled. His wife saved. They moved back to the States. And now he's pastoring a church in uh, Kansas. That and so, is awesome, yeah. You know, it's just, it, you don't know and, where the... And we've experienced that too. I There's five different folks that are in the ministry that were in through our church in that nine-year period we didn't we didn't have them uh, most of them i think the longest was about four four mm-hmm. or five years which is a long time but yeah it was so with those immigrant populations that are moving in and probably you know some of them settling down some of them not mm-hmm. but then the military contract american contract workers um yes you're trying to reach the local population but there's still that other it'd element. be a great thing to and, and with germany i you know i tell people that germany's uh, the America of Western Europe, right? In the sense that it, they have the wealth, they're the they're the main, house. yeah, they're the main uh, player there in Europe. Uh, other countries are trying to work with them, and people are coming there for the work. And and, and there's so many people traveling through Germany. Um, you know, it's an opportunity to reach people, and, and Lord willing, you can get the gospel to somebody, and 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 maybe somebody from Turkey is going to get saved, mm-hmm. and and bring that back to their country, and and right. and, and start a work there. You never yes. know. And so, what, when are you uh, when are you planning to touch down in Germany? Uh, <laughs> well, I wouldn't be a good missionary if I said I didn't want to be there yesterday. Yeah, right. Um, you know, just learning patience and, and Lord's timing um, uh, with the whole virus situation. Right. I'm finding it more difficult right now. It's travel, uh, travel, uh, but I'm finding uh, where I'm trying to set up meetings. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, pastors are really reluctant uh, here recently to. They're seeing it's getting to be a longer term situation, and and so you know it's going to be the Lord's timing. If you know if this hangs on for a while, but my desires, uh, I'm I'm right now scheduling through uh, April of 2021, and I'm I'm hoping we're over 50 percent now. 
and uh, thank the Lord for that. And um, so, Lord willing, maybe May or something like that next yeah, year. Yeah, we'll see. Yeah, we'll yeah. see what uh, what transpires, and and um, who knows where the travel situation is. I was just talking to a missionary yesterday. Um, his brother is uh, this this guy's going to Spain. There's another gentleman that's going. His brother's going to Israel, and um, you know he's looking to be done by the end of this year. But you know, I know how many missionaries are stuck here in the states. Yeah. In limbo, can't get flights back, and and so and a, lot, and a lot of missionaries right now had to um, leave their country um, mm-hmm. be, because it's just dangerous, yeah. especially in third world countries. Everyone being locked down, you have people yeah. starving to death. And Gentlemen, they know talking about in Peru is right. It's, yeah, um, so yeah, the the embassies like in Peru and things are saying you need to get out of here. Yeah, and for me, as far as deputation, I mean, who wants to live? Uh, on the road 24 yeah, 7 right. and pulling a camper and stuff and it's not a vacation what some people might think <laughs> no and, no it's not, it um, is not. And I, I don't know, i'm not complaining I'm, I'm thankful for it but there's you know but they, it's that, nice to have a solid ground yeah, after but a that's, while that's not the um the goal i mean no. the goal is to be in in the country yeah. that you're called to and just um you know and, and it, it's a marathon yeah um be, being a missionary because first is deputation and then when you get in the la- then you get in the nation, you have to learn the language. Mm-hmm. To me, I mean that is you a must. Yeah. I don't care yeah. how ignorant you are. Yeah. If God's called you there, you better learn. Absolutely. Because you're called to communicate. Yep. Um, and so that's gonna take you at least a couple of years just to where you get to you can go grocery shopping and yeah. things, you know? Yeah. Um just yep. doing the basic stuff, let alone preach in a foreign tongue and all yep. that. And then um, The good part about Germany is is the fact that they do, you know, they have anywhere from five to six years, the younger generations have anywhere from five to six years of English, English. already down. Yeah. And uh, sometimes it's difficult to get them to talk German with you because they want to, they want to, they want to work, yeah, they want to work yeah. on their English. So um, I, 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 some of the things I've kind of toy around with is, is possibly working with some of the uh, younger generations uh, get on some of the college campuses and and mm-hmm. that initial work. Mm-hmm. Uh, see what the Lord does there. Yeah. They'll be more apt to communicate that way. So while and, you're learning the language, you can immediately yeah. you go to a college campus where they're learning uh, English and mm-hmm. and they can practice their English and yep. you can practice sharing the gospel. Yep, yep, yeah. And uh, yeah, you know the thing good. as far as uh, deputation right now, I'm I'm glad the Lord has given us the mindset that deputation isn't about me raising support. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, obviously, every missionary's got to, you know, ultimately that's what you're yeah. determining when the time is to go when you've raised what you think you need for support. But our mindset is about ministering. Yeah, you know, um, there's there's people all across this country that are that are hurting. There's tough times. Um, people need to be encouraged. We can yeah, all. This, yeah this this is God's calling for your life right now. Yeah. I mean, the end goal is Germany, mm-hmm. but right now, and um, you guys are a blessing and. Your family can sing. Well, so part of the family, that I'm is, the one that, that is. doesn't. <laughs> <laughs> and so, so that's a that's a key component. Yeah. But then then there's the testimony of your life. You'll be a blessing and an encouragement, saying, you know, here's here's a blue collar worker had a good job and uh, God called him mm-hmm. in the middle of his life. And um, so why not me? Or why can't I yeah. take a, uh, a a missionary vacation? Um, mm-hmm. And so, yeah, that's that's what God's calling. Encourage for people right to now. branch out, and I, I guess uh, if there's anything that you know, if I could wrap things up as far as uh, what I'm hoping, uh, my life and and our deputation, our time on deputation in the churches that we get into, um, 
you know, the, the Bible talks about whosoever will come after me, let him deny himself. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, That's mm-hmm. first and foremost. Let him deny himself and take up his cross and follow me. For whosoever will save his life shall lose it. it. And whosoever will lose his life for my sake and the gospel is the same shall save it. And I just look at my life as to be lost for the Lord Jesus Christ. He gave his complete life for me. Right. And that's what I want to do. And uh, there's a, yeah. uh, a pastor, uh, evangelist, Brother Earl Ankrum. He preached one of the earlier missions conferences that we've been in, and and uh, he had a, a saying that talking about the widow of two mites. The Lord's not interested in how much you give. The Lord is interested in how much you have left. Sure, and um, that that hits hard. Yeah, uh, for me, That's it hits good. hard as as an American. Yeah, we're rich and increased with goods, mm-hmm. and we have more in abundance. And our life as a Christian is to give up our life, right? Giving right. up to get and. Um, that's what I'm hoping. I'm hoping that we can be a testimony of yeah. that and, and follow through and let me and ask you this. Others. Now I um I want to be away from our church for one Sunday this year. We're gonna be up at Tupper Lake and I know the church we're going to. I'm I'm not excited about being there for services. <laughs> it's un, uninspiring, uninspirational, but it is a church. Um and so we'll go to so I only get to in a year's time be in one other church, unless it's a special meeting on an mm-hmm. off night. But I only get to be in one of the church in America. You get to be in all these different churches. It's, yeah, it's neat. Like what? What? What do you? What does that taught you? And um, what do you see out there? What's inspiring? And then what's kind of like uh, maybe you were surprised by? You, you want the good or the bad first? Let's do the good. The good. Got good news and bad news. Um, and the good news is the good news is uh, we get to see a slice of 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 Christianity across America. Um, we've been in big churches. We've been in little churches. And what is stands out to me is is God's getting work done with people in the pews. Mm-hmm. Praise the Lord for pastors. That's no that's no knock on pastors. I've right. I've grown so much appreciation for the pastor and what pastors give and do, and it's a sacrifice of their time and life. Um, but it's really humbling to uh, to see the sacrifices. There's some great people out there. Amen. And um, it's, it, they're just uh, everyday people. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, the Lord likes to use people um, that don't have all the flash in the pan, oh, and, that's and right. uh, that to me, to me, as as far as being in the ministry, it's it's very humbling, and I'm encouraged by those that I hate to say the word just because yeah. it, it it can be degrading or be taken as well. You're minimal. Uh, I think a lot of pastors, a lot of missionaries, are going to be way back in the line. Oh, absolutely. When I, it comes to yeah. oh, I the judgment seat of Christ and the Lord that. handing yeah. stuff out, it's, yeah. that's that's the part that to me is is is, is really encouraging and humbling, and uh, it's a it's it's neat to be a part and when, of the body of and Christ. And when you're on the on the field, it's all those widows' mites oh. and the yeah. people who are just. Uh, Every day, laboring that, for very little, but they're yeah. sacrificing, given to the missionary, yeah. and oh, the prayers. I mean, you get the glory, I get the glory. But when it comes to heaven, like you're saying, judgment seat of Christ. Oh, I'll be at the back. I, yeah. I promise you that. And in the churches that I've been able to serve in, oh yeah, there's gonna be other people front of the line. Yeah, those people and, that and are I'm gonna say, hey, yeah. I, you know, I'm gonna wave up to them. Yeah, the people that uh, the the people that are praying. You know, nobody's writing books about them. That's right. But the Lord's writing a book. Little known, know. but well known. And uh, that's, that's, that's to me is humbling, uh, mm-hmm. seeing the answer to prayer from the saints. 
when we're out in the road, we're here for a reason. Mm-hmm. Uh, it might be a, a drain on you, but um, coming over here, I, I, the whole time I'm driving here, I see the Lord's hand. He gave us He gave us the most uh, clean, smooth ride. All uh, the way into. All the way here. Mm. Uh, we had broken leaf spring. And where does he put us? He puts us here. Right away, mm. he's got people in place to help. And yeah. we're just a pawn. Yeah. Uh, really in this, we just open our lives up to the Lord. And that's what I really like as far as I, I want my missionary letters that I write uh, to be a testament of answers to prayer mm-hmm. from the people that are praying for us. Mm-hmm. And uh, we don't get an opportunity to write about it completely all the time, but uh, we've seen so many things happen. The Lord's moved in so many ways and provided. We've had answers to prayer within literally seconds Amen. of the need coming up. And I don't even have time to answer my phone, but the phone is somebody saying, hey, we've been praying for you. We want to help you with this. And you just... There's no way to, you get to see the Lord's hand move in so many ways. It, that's a blessing. Yeah. Um, uh, I guess probably the, the, the discouraging part of deputation is to see how many churches, uh, where are you at, young men? Where are you at? Right. Um, yeah, you, it's, it's, it's. Where's um, the next generation? Where are these guys going to stand are, up? A lot of churches are the, um, just an older element of. Yeah. Yeah. You, sometimes you get into a church and with, with the schedule and, and timing, you, you're you're bringing your stuff in and you're trying to get your presentation ready. You got to give it right away in Sunday school and so on and so forth. And before you know it, the service has started, and the first thing you hear, you even need a chance to look around, and yeah. the first thing you hear is all ladies singing. Mm-hmm. Not, praise the Lord mm-hmm. for the women, but where are the men at? Mm-hmm. Where are the young men? Uh, they're 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 gone in in the majority. There's just a handful of, of places that I can even say that there's some decent young men that are focused on on uh, giving up their life. They're yeah. too consumed with the other things, and they're not even not even in the church. Most of them, and that's discouraging. And mm-hmm. then um, probably the other thing that's discouraging is is uh, to see where we're going as far as a church when it comes to music. Yeah, sure. Um, I, 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 I struggle with it. Music is a tough dynamic. It's, it's where's the black and the white with it? There's gray area there, but uh, some of the stuff I'm sitting at, I've, I've when the, and the idea is too, is that, well, we don't have the millennials here. We don't have the I generation mm-hmm. here. Um, well, if we change the music, we'll get them here. And then it's not, it doesn't happen. N- nor do we want that. I mean, yeah. um, you know, it's, well, you, you get them how you keep them. <laughs> and um or you keep them how you get them i'm sorry yeah. and uh and so yeah you you entertain them and uh, you better keep them entertained no. and you don't see the cross there i mean you know the big box churches the um mm-hmm. the enter- the entertainment centers what i would call them christian entertainment centers a dog and pony show on yep. on um sunday morning there, there's no crucified life there mm-hmm. um there there's not young men called to preach the gospel of Jesus Christ right. out of those churches. The effeminacy just, that's there. Yes, and I t- completely a- agree. Mm, and, I don't know. Yeah, and um, the Bible says sensual, not having the spirit. So you go to a Roman Catholic church, they got bells and smells and, and guys in dresses <laughs> and you know shiny dresses and, and all this rigmarole. Yeah. Um, and the equivalency on the other side is you go to church and you got you know, black walls, strobe light, lava lamps, and a big band up there. Yeah. But there's there's not the crucified Christian life there. Yeah. 
and yep. and um and so yeah so we we've got a struggle in this land i think probably germany where you're going is about 20 or 30 years ahead of us yeah as far as down the road to secularism yeah and uh we're praying for a third great awakening yeah hopefully this um you know we pray for revival and sometimes god gives us stuff that a kid be the catalyst for revival we, we see people burning down their neighborhoods we see yeah. the COVID epidemic God willing, uh, God uses these things to wake up some of that. Wake up people, those guys and and gals. I mean, uh, the same thing. There's uh, the gals are. Where's our consecration? I think we're very soft. Yeah. It, yes, and and we're not we're we're not sold out. And uh, I use the word we because we you know. Oh yeah. We're we you know I think the church as a whole in America is Laodicean. Mm-hmm. Not every church, but. A, you know that is the, the climate I think of of uh, the Christian Church in this country because we've been wealthy. We haven't had any big trials. That's what I'm hoping that this whole situation it's waking like himself, everybody, all of us. It's going to wake us up to um, yeah, this is coming. Mm-hmm. This is at our door. This mm-hmm. is our responsibility. Yeah. This is our time. Yeah, and that's why we've been given a book and uh, we've been given truth. And we got to do something with it. Yeah. And we got to take it to a lost world. We got to take it to our neighbors. We got to take it to the people down the street yeah. because they they don't have no. They're just and, reacting. They're fighting something, being led by a different spirit. And um, you know, and, our our battle's not physical, right? And that's where I think that we get caught up a lot of times. That yeah. And then and the Christian army is supposed to be marching forward. The gates of hell shall not prevail against mm-hmm. it. That means that that we are supposed to prevail against the gates of hell. We go out to the world, preach the gospel, and mm-hmm. that's what you want to do in Germany. And that's what uh, I want to do in Webster, yeah. New York. That's the beauty of deputation. Is you know what. Uh, you see some of these churches that are, you know, holed up in the middle of nowhere, and mm-hmm. you step in there, and it's 60s decor, 70s decor. Uh-huh. It's had a multiple additions. Uh, one church in particular, uh, the the backwoods of Michigan, um, we literally drove right past the church <laughs> on the main drag. Uh-huh, uh-huh. And uh, we had to turn around because we missed the church. And it's, it's, I don't even know if there's a couple hundred people in this place. It's not like, okay, there's a couple of buildings. We missed it. Yeah. And uh, we get in there, have a great uh, conference. Um, this church, uh, I think they do, they, uh, they do Faith Promise. They had like 19 cards turned in. Um, there's no industry around. Yeah. Um, I think their Faith Promise with 19 cards was like 60-some thousand dollars. My they support soul. 86 missionaries. Yeah. Amen. And 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 uh, that's that's the type of stuff, yeah. uh, you know. And and and, and all I, across I, the board, and God God gets the glory from. Oh. Um, uh, and God loves small churches. That's why He made so many of them, right? And uh, it's it's the sparrow. When you see the sacrifice too in the big churches, it's just mm-hmm. it's 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 it's, yeah. it's it's a great thing to see the body of Christ when it's working in unison, working together. Uh, we've got enough problems in this world let's not be fighting against each other amen let's have each other's back uh we can get caught up and knowledge puffeth up but charity edifieth right and uh, we live in a time where knowledge is increased and that includes the church yeah we can get so caught up in this and that and well, we don't have charity one for another yeah petty stuff when, just, when the world around we, us we is got going a job out. and responsibility to yeah do. amen so. amen hey brother it's been a good podcast where can folks find you at uh you can go to our website bearmanmissions.org uh, on there, we'll have uh, spelled Beierman. Yeah, B I E R M A N, BeermanMissions.org. 
and uh, you have a link on there to our uh, email address, our phone. Um, we have uh, also on our website we have uh, music CDs that uh, we've yeah, and most put importantly, forward. his family sings. Yeah, his family sings. <laughs> Heaven, brother and, Beerman, uh, because his family sings. And those are free for download. Uh-huh. When we go to a church, uh, we we uh, we give uh, our CDs away, and uh, it's just our little way of saying thank you, not just for us. But for missionaries that have come through, that's that's the hard part about deputation. That uh, no matter how tr- hard you try to give to a church, you always leave uh, on the on the wrong side of the ledger. Yeah, that you've absolutely. been given so much, and you feel, but you understand people are given to the Lord, and it's not you, and the Lord's going to repay, and and uh, it, it's. Yeah, so it's, you, it's a blessing. Yeah, go there and download that music. That um, is just excellent, outstanding. Um, he uh, he and his wife, his two daughters that are traveling with him, all play instruments and uh, are mm-hmm. great singers. And so that'll be a blessing to you. Uh, so thanks for coming on today. And thank those you. of you listening, thank you for listening so much. Uh, make sure that you subscribe, whether it's via YouTube or uh, all the different all the different platforms where you can download good podcasts at. And uh, please subscribe. And if you get a chance, leave us a rating. And um, we've got a bunch of good podcasts. Uh, back in our library and then we've got some good ones coming up so stay tuned god bless you all and have a fantastic day